This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. It is Thursday, the 14th of October, 2021. We are joined whilst she uploads the next episode, the next thrilling chapter. It's the host, the co-host of the Canto Bite Dispatch, Emily Lind. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Steel? I am delightful. Another quick week. <laughs> okay. These weeks, they just go like this, and we're here for a bit of a Thursday Star Wars chat, and I am upbeat, very upbeat, because we are going to be chatting about a potential Daisy Ridley return. It is my theory that uh, episode 10 is inevitable, and um, we've got a little article about her staying in touch with the powers that be. But uh, you are filling in for Corey, Emily. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I feel like I know what's coming. And um, I've got a little text dearly here, sorry, to uh, show our private conversations. <laughs> but uh, it does go, want a pod at seven your time? Emily says, sure. I say, ace. I then follow up with, uh, you're the new Corey. And uh, your snarky reply, Emily, is yikes. Well, that is because I I feel like we have a very different dynamic than you and Corey have. And you pick on Corey quite a bit. Poor, really? poor young Corey. You're a bit of a bully. And I think we have the opposite dynamic. <laughs> and I a, want to stick with a, that. A bit of a bully? I'm not the one saying yikes. I'd be honoured to be Corey. That was not, no, that was not, I just don't want to, I don't want to be Corey on this show because you are quite mean to him. And I want to be mean to you. That's the way it's supposed to work when I'm on the show. All right. Well, after all that, Corey, who do you want to be mean to? <laughs> wow. I don't, I've never felt more vindicated in my life than right what? now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. What a great opening. <laughs> I love it. Drink that coffee. Yeah, yeah. Drink it. Ah, oh, so you're with her. You're happy with the yikes. <laughs> I love the yikes. That's amazing. Now that the con like out of context, yes, the yikes is bad. But in the context <laughs> I have given. Oh, that's great. I love it. I made my day. I, I I'm that's gonna be my uh, reaction when you ask me like every time you just send me the, the four o'clock, I'll reply with the yikes going forward. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. Yikes confirmed. Today's scope. All right. How you doing, Corey? Your your schedule opened up for us. Yeah, I I made a a 
last minute switch and decided to come on. I'm excited though. Emily's here. I feel like we haven't done a podcast in since Mando season two, which was like three years ago. So it's it's nice to have everyone here. Let, let me something. ask you this, Corey. When you found out that you were going to be on with Emily, was your first reaction yikes? <laughs> no, I was like, well, I'll be safe for this episode then. <laughs> I'm safe. Safe from what? Your tyranny. I'm safe from your tyranny today. <laughs> I see you have uh, an Ewok cat back there. You're filling it in quite a bit now. Yeah. Nice. Hey, if you're um, under 18, look away from the um, screen for a moment. <laughs> Great. Oh, wow. Um, Jimmy James Eaton in Australia says, this stream has a better plot and higher stakes than The Last Jedi. Don't. I'm trying to go. I'm going an episode not talking about... Um, Oh, actually, we are just about to talk about The Last Jedi. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, let's get to this. Um, Corey, I know you are a, um, a subscriber to y- yourself, to the print version. Uh, but, Emily, do you ever browse grazia.com? Nope. Graziadaily.co.uk. That's probably why, because you've got the wrong address. Oh, okay. But... um. Daisy Ridley is out um, promoting her new podcast series, which I I know we're in a a multimedia modern platform age, but like that's a bit of a yikes in itself. And and it would lend credence to my theory. But um, she talks about um her she's asked your final star wars came out in 2019 was it weird saying goodbye to the franchise you've been part of for such a long time uh my god i was so sad i spent a lot of time crying i really felt like i was grieving something uh i couldn't imagine she's like made friends and stuff you know good for her but um from a superficial nerd sort of thing that the last day of leaving a Star Wars set would just be like a bittersweet heartbreak, don't you think, Corey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really tough. <laughs> anyway, um, we started this thing together in our early 20s and now I'm 29. We all keep in touch, even though John is the busiest man in the world, which I'm not sure. But um, I went for breakfast with Kathy Kennedy the other day which was so nice. Now, listen. Listening. There is, no, like, I just think monetarily, there there is no way to stop Star Wars Episode Ten. And Kathleen Kennedy, uh, it all comes out in interviews, but um. You know, behind the scenes is staying in the good graces of uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. Um, John Boyega said that she contacted him um, after I think it was the GQ interview came out and stuff. Um, I am so up for it because I would. Um, Although I didn't enjoy The Last Jedi, I would like it to be, uh, not The Last Jedi, The uh, Rise of Skywalker. I want it to be a a blip on the road 
I want it just to be a, a little rocky patch in an otherwise fantastic space journey for me. And I reckon we're going to get some form of episode 10 and um, you're going to have your Adam Driver as well. I, I reckon it's everyone's everyone's going to be back. Um, and I hope that Rogue Squadron is a series set after episode nine, which would warm us up for some more action. I um, total other topic, but I just don't want, I, I feel like to jump back in time would be so stifling for Star Wars momentum. Where do you uh, stand on all these issues, Emily Lind, the uh, fill in Corey? I, I need, I need some time before I'm going to be ready for 10 because I felt, really burned by uh by rise of skywalker and i sort of i don't know like it would have to be something really different and it would have to i mean definitely if they announce it with jj then i'm 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 not i'm not going that route Uh, i would say absolutely don't bring adam driver back as much as i like him as an actor the only like undoing that character death is I, I, with apologies to you still because I know you like him and we're just advocating for it, but I think it's terrible storytelling if you like one of the only like emotional moments in Rise you go, and eh, no, that didn't actually matter at all. I hear loud and clear. But have you thought about these? Dude, Adam Driver's not hurting for work. I can see him in lots of other things that I like him more in. We could just cut. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Poke out from there, Corey. If you're listening to the podcast, you're missing some great Adam Driver. (laughs) (laughs) Nipple action. Um, I, I, I hear you and I do concede your points. However, I, I'm taking a Darth Maul approach. Oh, because you love the Darth Maul coming back so much. Yeah, but then afterwards I enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? Like, the fact that he came back was just ridiculous. But he's back. Do you know what I mean? Corey, where, where, where are you um, sitting behind uh, Adam Driver? Well, <laughs> I feel like... Uh, just If well, you can just poke your head out so we can see your face. Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> he really looks like he's here. This is weird. Wow. Did you uh, did you make this PNG? Did you actually have to go through it and cut out all the bits behind him? Yeah. So. Oh, so you took the time. Got it. All right. Um, Dude, yeah. tell me this is not worth it. No, it's great. I love it. It's great. <laughs> um. Yeah, like episode 10, I mean, that feels so far in the future that it's not even something I ever really think about. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's it's an interesting move sort of this quickly going back into the sequel era stuff, considering like we just finished it and like episode nine was supposed to be such a big you know, ending to, but, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we talk about giving it the right amount of time, 
So 2019, right? Yeah. Now, w- when's the next Star Wars film? 2023? Oh, yeah, this won't be until like 10 years from now, I'm sure. So it'll yeah, be- that's what I mean. Like, if it's at least going to be it, it, at minimum five years, and it would have to bump the the Tucker one out of the way as well. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck off, man. Give me Piper's movie. <laughs> Wow, if you're under 18, just uh, you knew you you've heard, but um. yeah, I uh, I think it it could be great if it's done well, of course. Um, if they do it right, if they do it right, yeah, for sure. The things that that I've heard about it, um, definitely signify that they're trying to go in that in that direction for sure, but um. I, yeah, there's equally like one big thing that's gonna piss people off right off the bat that that, that is already like, just, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. But yeah, I mean, Daisy's definitely gonna be back for it. John's gonna be back for it. Um, yeah, and supposedly Adam too. So, I don't know if that's. You know, if they're going to do like force ghost stuff or if they're going to resurrect them or what they're going to do. But yeah, I mean, it's there's clearly a demand for raid Kylo Ren content. I mean, that's just like that goes without saying it's it's there all the time. But yeah, I mean, he did die. So, dude, you can't kill nips like this. You just can't. I don't know. There's a movie where it happens. So maybe. I don't tell know. you what, it's... if they bring him back with robot spider legs, then I'll accept yes. this. Please. For no reason, he never loses his legs for anything, but no. he just comes back. Yeah. For I would love it. That's perfect. He's in Exegol the whole time, and they have to go back and they find him with the spider legs. He's coming out of the rubble. Love it. All right. So, can we meet at confirmed Star Wars Episode 10? With everyone but Adam Driver. I feel like we're so far off of that movie happening that, I mean, even if, like, let's say it's even only like six years away, in terms of making a movie, like, there's so much stuff between now and then that speculating about who's going to be in it or what it would be is just like, it's going to change. Even the stuff that they have, like in their heads, is going to change twenty times between now and then. Yeah, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry for wasting your time, Emily. <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about Ted Lasso for twenty five minutes? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I, mean, I bet. I fucking much rather do. Sorry, I didn't mean to actually go <laughs> there, but, right. but no, I just I feel like and sh- shut up, Sal Perales, if you're in the chat. By the way, when when it comes to talking about who's going to come back and who's not, I mean, just look how how. You know, a, a year ago, nobody thought John Vega would ever be talking about coming back again. Yeah, right. And 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 like like just last year, no one thought Jake Carnival could be making a reappearance. Well, he hasn't. <laughs> Speaking of characters who could come back with spider legs. Oh, hey, if uh, yeah, if 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 Finnick can have a robo tummy, then we can, we can give him spider legs. I still think uh, it's crazy because my I'm so in this like 
sort of like Kenobi and or Mandalorian like mindset that the idea of more sequel trilogy films just it totally throws me off that that's something that's even being talked about right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to Ben Solo being around in in some capacity. But it, it had. It, I don't know how you can do it without just straight up being like, we resurrected him because we shouldn't have done it in the last one. So it, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. Unless they have a, they've always had this large plan for years and years down the line, which looks. Not, <laughs> they don't. But, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I also just think like bringing him back at this point, like reeks of everything I hated about Rise of Skywalker, which is right. kowtowing to people complaining about stuff on Twitter. Yeah, but when it's stuff I want. <laughs> he died. He, he, and he it's died. An, it was an end and an emotional end for the character and undoing that is silly and bad storytelling. Listen. Darth Maul. Uh-huh. Bad. Back from the dead. Bad. Boba Fett. Back from the dead. Boba doesn't... Ca- Boba, ben okay. Solo. Back from the dead. What? what, yeah, what? Boba doesn't count. Boba doesn't count for... It's not no, the same thing you know for what a couple reasons. Do you know what that is? Again, it's like poetry. It's sort of they rhyme. <laughs> Boba's a very different story because when Boba died, and also he, he didn't die, he got thrown into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it wasn't like a that wasn't an emotional end to Boba Fett because he had been in the movies for like five minutes. God, tell it wasn't me you're a character. It wasn't a character me, arc. Tell me you're not Hawes Burkhart without saying that you're not <laughs> Hawes Burkhart. Hawes knows that I now, due to the Mandalorian and more Morrison being awesome, I love Boba Fett. Deeply, and I'm very excited for the show. But in the original trilogy, he's not a character. He's a guy who's there, and then he gets thrown into a pit. So bringing him back from the from the dead, quote unquote, is not nearly the same as having Ben Solo like become Ben Solo again, sacrificing himself emotionally, like saying goodbye, and then being like, eh, nah, he's not actually dead. Yeah. He, he, well, All right. He, what, what, what about this? What about this? Right. It's, it's, we're talking sci-fi fantasy we're in right now. He's a ghostie. He's pulling ghosties for the first two films. And people argue trilogy, but I'm a trilogy guy. End, end of 12, he's back. It's the conclusion. Wait, what? End, end of, so he's end a of... ghost. He's a ghost. Uh-huh. In the first one, and right. then la- later on, he get he comes back. It's like the they they go to the crystal of Mount Yoda. So instead of the story, I don't want you're pitching me a longer, more drawn out version of the story. <laughs> I, I don't want. That's what Ben Solo. All right, I just want Ben Solo. Some freaking fan fiction. You so you want him to to come back at the end of the next trilogy, so that he. Would that mean he comes back in the trilogy after that? In his, or is that how it ends? Okay, it's, I, I, I haven't, I haven't, it's not the script I'm submitting, okay? But it's just on the um, ideas board. Anyway, yeah. what, what do you think about um, Rogue One? Just on that, Emily, where, where do you think Rogue One 
like should hit in the timeline. I don't understand. That. Sorry, not Rogue One. Sorry, um, Rogue Squadron. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to say it's very hard to move Rogue One. <laughs> Cutting the timeline. I'll, I'll, give you, you, I'll, next. I'll, I'll give you another half hour. There you go. It's. Um. I kind of think it it should be post sequel trilogy, just because original trilogy prequel like that timeline is already so packed that filling in more movies that happened during the same time as a new hope or anything like that gets tricky um i mean i guess maybe you could fill in post uh jedi a little bit more but i don't know i I don't really know where I want that fit because I don't, I don't even, I'm not particularly excited about that movie because I like the pew 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 uh, spaceship thing isn't my favorite part of Star Wars. So, I mean, you could find a way to make that interesting anywhere, I guess, but I'm not, I'm not hanging it. I'm not hanging for it to be anywhere in particular. How about you, Corey? Yeah, I, I think it will be post, um, Rise of Skywalker because I agree it doesn't make sense to be building towards something bigger like everything like all the Disney Plus shows are after Return of the Jedi kind of leading to the sequel trilogy this is like why would you go back to the original trilogy time period it wouldn't make any sense especially and it's it's well it's different in someone, like someone doesn't work at Hasbro it's, <laughs> it's different like in a theatrical sense because like on Disney Plus you could do anything but if you're going to put out something that, that would confuse audiences a lot I think to make that jump all the way back and then do another trilogy where you're going like after Rise of Skywalker and then, and then some so I think it'll all connect um, I like yeah I mean I don't really have any too much of a say in it because I don't yeah I think kind of like Emily said I'm not the whole spaceship stuff just never really interested me that much either. So I don't, I'm not excited for it or anything, but I, I definitely, yeah, I think it'll be after Rise of Skywalker. I feel like it would be like, I'm, it, you know, the film just on itself could be great either way. And, but you want to sort of have momentum coming out of it. And I, I feel like it'd be like, either it's got to be, after Return of the Jedi or after Rise of Skywalker, um, you know, it could be after Return of the Jedi and have some sort of tiny little whisper of a link with the, the, the Mandoverse or whatever. But, yeah, if it's just in the middle, it's sort of like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. yeah. I agree. But, um, you know, it might be better to have you know, the Mandoverse doing their thing and then the film going after the rise of Skywalker over there and then Taka's film going way back, hopefully, to some um, to some crazy action. But um, speaking of wanting things to continue and being able to buy into them more, uh, we've got this article from starwarsnews.net 
with uh, Star Wars Visions director Kenji Kamiyuma confirming the Ninth Jedi is a pilot episode, which he says, I'd love to have the chance to make a full-length feature out of this. I feel I have a complete story in place. Now, this one out of the ones I've like really delved into, screamed out, make another episode, please, very much so. Um, how did you find this one, Emily, and this, and this pilot revelation? I mean, almost all of these felt like people making pilots to various degrees. Um, but I don't know, I didn't... I didn't mind this one. Like it wasn't wasn't my least favorite, but I, I was kind of surprised by how much people loved this one. Because like for me, it was like okay, that was that was fine. Maybe maybe just because I thought like the oh they're all Sith reveal was very very obvious, and it just didn't like work for me. But I mean, I didn't like. I thought there was some cool stuff in it, but. Like if it becomes like a you know an animated series or a movie, I'd I'd watch it. But I, they were ones I liked more and am more interested in the story of. The thing I liked about like the last couple of scenes and the possibility of it continuing was, I don't know that ensemble seemed pretty unique for a, a Star mm -hmm. Wars posse. Um, where where are you at, Corey? Yeah, oh, actually, before that, just for um, uh, Devish saying, is saying which one is the ninth Jedi episode? It's the one where the young girl has to deliver the lightsabers, and all the Jedi have met at that temple with the they've been called towards them, towards that location. That should let you know what it is. Bunnyless, yeah, is... completely bunnyless. It always felt like a pilot episode to me. A lot of those episodes felt like they could go on to, you know, do a, a complete season, like first season of, of something. But um, yeah, like I, I definitely liked the storyline. Um, it wasn't my favorite out of all of them, but uh, yeah, I could see that being the catalyst for like a, a full season or like a mini series or something. But this is set like way after uh, the sequel trilogy, right? So this is like. Not yeah, even it's, a, it's like a future because like the whole yeah. like people don't even like know how to make lightsabers anymore except this right. one guy and that's that's the most interesting thing about that for sure yeah yeah so i guess just yeah i mean there's a time period that's never been touched that they could you yeah. know do stuff with and and like with the time period and stuff they just they don't have to say whether it's canon or not it's just like so far in the future that yeah it doesn't even matter it's kind of like a Battlestar Galactica reset of, right. of like it, it's been so it, it can just be a blurred thing, which um, I think with uh, some elegance Star Wars can do. What was your favorite one, Emily? Um, I liked, I actually really liked the one with the bunny girl. Um, Cause that, that plays into a couple of things I really like with the whole um, like adopted sibling thing. And I just, I really just, I, I loved her character so much. And so that probably, in terms of potential for further story, that one was my favorite. And then I also, was it called The Bride? 
Oh yeah, the village bride. I think. The village bride. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought just as like you could take that completely out of the Star Wars universe, and I would still love it, and it would still be just this weird little beautiful story that obviously had a ton of backstory that we don't know that the writers had in their heads. Right. And also, I just thought the animation was was gorgeous on that one. Yeah. What was your, what was your fave, Corey? Uh, the Elder Jedi, I think it was. Was it the Elder or the the Elder? Yeah, yeah I think the Elder. The Sorry, yeah, the Elder. That one, I like that one a lot because it felt like it felt like it was sort of like in the High Republic era or even before that. So that's an, that's another timeline that they could explore without really you know touching anything. Um, I would love to see more of that. Excellent. Shall we go to Rolling Stone with uh, Kamal Nanjani saying, um, it's effing Obi-Wan, <laughs> which is... Um, is that how he said it? <laughs> that, I, I, that's how they typed it. Anyway, anyway, I don't know. Maybe Rolling Stone's not as edgy as I first thought. Um, but... Um, yeah, they say, how did your role in Obi-Wan Kenobi come about? My agents called me. It was a whole group of them that never call you. And I was like, okay, this is either amazing news or really awful news. And they're like, I, I don't know if you get a group of them. I don't, I don't think he's ever had any awful news from them. Because I, I don't feel like a group of agents would call you at once to say, hey, you're, you're fired, buddy. Um, this ain't no good. But that's just me. I, I everything I know about show business I learned from Entourage, <laughs> bro. Knuckle out, Emily. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um, and they're like, they want you to play a part in Obi Wan, and apparently it's substantial. So then I talked to director Deborah Chow, and we had a great conversation, and the character sounded awesome. I was so excited about this character. We haven't seen this exact thing in Star Wars yet. It is like a new type of Star Wars character we've seen. And she was trying to sell me on it. And I was like, I was going to do it before the conversation. It was kind of perfect. <laughs> it's like, I'll see I'll do it to the camera. Hush, hush. You, you had me at Star Wars. Um, it was kind of perfect right after quarantine. I got to do a job in town and it was in Star Wars. It was just the most joyful first job back possible. I didn't know how I could beat the experience I've had, which is, oh, with Marvel movie. Um, and then have Obi-Wan the next thing with another fantastic cast. You and McGregor, really? I don't know where I go from here. And so I decided to walk into the middle of the woods. Hmm. Um, and they asked what it was like in set he says, I had this moment. I'd heard Ewan was super nice. And then we got to know each other a little bit, just hanging out and talking. And then there's this weird moment where I'm talking to Ewan and they yell action. And he started talking to me. And I was like, oh, I'm talking to Obi-Wan right now. This is not Ewan McGregor. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi that I'm talking to. My character is supposed to be a little bit intimidated by him. And I was a little bit intimidated. You know, it was effing. And they actually wrote it, the full swear word here. <laughs> So, um, um, it was F and Obi-Wan. What are you going to do? And, um, 
he talks, the only sort of hint is that he sits at a desk. So that's confirmed, Corey. That's quite a spoiler. Nice. Um, he says, uh, he's talking about the, the volume. And he said, the only thing that was real in the whole room was the desk I was sitting at. Ooh, a desk. If I, if I have enough of a like red ink and draw enough lines, I can get Commandant Johnny to be the younger version of um, the client in the Mandalorian. That's what I'm going for. Oh, wow. Because they sit at a desk. And that's how <laughs> Star Wars theories work. That's right. That's the perfect connection. I got to tell you, that's where I first went as well. Because <laughs> I was just thinking a desk. Do you know what I mean? I, I was like, oh, another desky from the planet can't desk. Be, can't, can't have that many characters that sit at desks. And come uh, on, Donnie, he looks so much like Werner Herzog. So much. <laughs> oh. So, um... That is super cool. And this is how, how close, but yet so far I am to Star Wars. He, he used to run a gig at Nerd Melt, a stand-up show, where I used to do my live podcasts. That's just, so, so, like, I've, I've shared the same stage space as someone that's in Star Wars. Do you reckon you can put that on your IMDb? <laughs> what would you list that credit as? Space shared with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's really well, have you got a better theory, Emily? But a better theory than what? Of how I'm going to make it in show business than with that. <laughs> with that. I mean, I feel like we got to be really close to Ronnie Chang being in Star Wars. I've thought about that, right? I've got, I, next time I'm in contact with him, I have to let him know that he does have to tell me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be really annoyed. No, I wouldn't be really annoyed. I'd be disappointed. If I didn't get, hey, bro, in Star Wars, bro. I mean, if anybody was born to play a sarcastic droid, it's Ronnie J. <sighs> or he could be like an, like a, like just asshole Imperial officer. I, he, I reckon. He's not a Jedi. No, oh, dude, I'm going the other way. I, oh, okay. I'm, call, I'm calling a, a fully grown, a fully grown Yoda. <laughs> oh. Okay. Ears and stuff. Uh-huh. Do you even use the force, bro? Huh? <laughs> like, yeah. like he heavy... should play Thrawn. Oh, that'd be good. But um yeah, I do have to I have to tell him that like, come on, like when it comes, let, let a bro know, you know? And if you need a you know, an a, like an assistant on set. I could, I could, I could whisper in little references, so like, oh, this doesn't fit in because of this, and 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 potentially totally ruin his performance. But um, 
it'd be a thrill of a lifetime for me to uh to get on the set so there you go there you go hey, 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 have you got obi-wan hype emily um you know you've got a, a similar um should they do it should they not do it of um disturbing the what we thought was canon and and getting kenobi out um for the the rematch of the century or whatever yeah i mean any story can be told well and i really like emily Emily, please use the catchphrase please no because that's such a dumb catchphrase no no you're saying the same thing yeah i know well, no, because you can say if it's done well, but I'm saying like, of course, if it's done well, then it's done well. That's, I you could throw it in a bin with Yoju. I hate it. No, no, no. It's, but it's not like if it, it's not if it's done well, it's if they do it right, which is better because you're such a, like a, just a fanboy nerd head. You're not saying do it well, just do it the way I want. <laughs> I mean, there is no way I want with Obi Wan. Like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm going to hate this because you can, like, again, you can make anything interesting. I, it's not the story I would have chosen to tell. I mean, partially because I feel like I, I, I don't have the attachment to, like, I like Alkin as Obi Wan, but I don't have any attachment to the to the prequels or Clone Wars, so it's not like that's not something I'm dying for. And also, I feel like we already know a ton about him. And I'm like, it's not a character who like was screaming for more time, but I, I just don't want to see some big Darth Vader battle. That'll make me sad. And because it's that when like the idea of them meeting for the first time again, and that final duel is so powerful that un- undercutting that for the sake of a big spectacle on your TV show doesn't excite me so i don't know like i'll watch the show and i I, like i think i could enjoy it i'm not sitting here going no it's gonna suck and i'm gonna hate it but i'm much more excited for for andor and other projects than i am for for obi-wan because i i am in spirit classically against him leaving the planet and all that but i'm I'm taking a a pre-darth maul approach to it because i just feel like they're going to put out a banger and then I have to take some nerd continuity pride dinting for what I thought and what George thought. I'm, I'm sure or hope or tell myself late at night when I'm feeling lonely, but um, yeah, I think it's going to pay off into something super good. And and I always think very cynically, like the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is getting made just by the like it's the happenstance of the time traveling phantom menace and like it's like if ewan mcgregor wasn't exactly right for the role i I don't think people would be um like stinging for a recasting and to tell this same story What, what, what do you think Corey? uh i think yeah i mean i'm excited for it gonna be good i think i think so. yeah i mean uh, you know I'm, I'm not i'm not opposed at all for for 
Vader and Obi-Wan coming back together. Um, I think there's a, a way you could do it that's kind of powerful. I, because, like, here's this is a little hot take, I guess. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of when they meet again in A New Hope. There's just not a lot of, like, I don't know. And I get it because it was filmed in the 70s. This was before Avenger of the Sith. So you can't have that, like, emotional powerful moment between the two i think obviously when he cuts him down and they they have that moment that's pretty powerful but you know i've always wanted to see like and again i know a lot of people use this line but in return of the jedi when vader says that obi-wan once thought as luke did and like in revenge of the sith every time they were fighting i mean obi-wan never really tried to like reason with anakin that much it was more like here why are you doing this oh you're gonna like talk back now i'm gonna kill you kind of thing so i think kenobi kind of gives us an opportunity to see obi-wan like try one more time i think the issue that that comes into that is it's like what like how many times is too many right or like does it start to does it start to cheapen the character arc between the two um but if they do it in, in a in a solid way, I think it could work. But there's many ways where it, it it might not. But I think if you have the right writer and the right team together, you can you can think of something pretty mm. cool. But I I think at the absolute worst, even if the show is terrible, doing things you don't want it, I, I just think you'll just be watching dreamily at you and McGregor be Obi Wan Kenobi again. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you just be. Like, well, and that's the thing for the show, right? Is like, I think, because there's a lot of people obviously also feel like they shouldn't meet again. And so, I mean, in your own head canon, you can always just kind of discount the show if it's not for you, if it's not, it's totally fair. But I think like, like to me, I think it's going to be so cool to have you and Hayden interacting with like all this time in between right this 10-year gap of obi-wan having to deal with the fact that he couldn't save anakin and then anakin with all this rage in him um and then i think there's little hints just throughout other canon material like in rebels vader talks about how he's hoping that ahsoka could potentially lead uh him to obi-wan so like he in his mind he knows he's alive Um, you're tripping if that if you think that's a hint I, I definitely think it's a hint that he's he's aware that Obi-Wan's still alive. Yeah, well, I mean, there would be... I just don't think that's a hint. I think that's just happened. Oh, no, I don't think it's a hint to, like, Kenobi, but I think you could you could now take that as, like, oh, well, that line works now versus, like, when they initially wrote it. Yeah. Um, Daniel Santos says they definitely shouldn't meet, but is it confirmed they do? Well... When uh, old mate Kathleen Kennedy says it's the rematch of the century, um, got to be in the same room for the rematch of the century. It's not like yeah. it's not it's not like the World Series of Zoom calls. Come on, Star Wars yeah. is not great at restraint. So, yeah, I think it'll be. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, most exciting about Kenobi, we now know. There is a desk. There's a desk. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's great. I, I I just love I love his excitement and talking about like being on set with you and and then sort of losing 
that it's you and then just seeing Obi-Wan at that point, that's, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That makes me like him more. Yeah, that must be wild. Um, Seth also says Anna Window. Are we Come on, Seth. We, we just don't want to get too deep into spoilers here, okay? <laughs> Have some respect for everyone else in the chat. Um, let's uh, close. What, any other little Star Wars tidbits you got over there, Corey? You, you, you brewing on anything else? Yeah, I mean, always, but... They announced yeah. any figures this week? Um, oh, they announced the um, the retro Mandalorian. Oh, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they have uh, like the all the female characters in season two. They made like retro I... figures for them, except for Luke and Grogu, because that's you know why would they do that? But all right, wait there. I've got to get these up because I go on about them so much. That... Yeah, so there's there's an Ahsoka, there's a bow. I think there's a Boba Fett. There's no Cobb Vanth. No Cobb Vanth. Yeah, that's re- you know, it's the minute I saw the Death Trooper, and I, I was like, "What? You couldn't have done like Cobb Vanth instead of <laughs> the Death Trooper?" So weird, so random, in 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 the mix. Um, but yeah, there. That's there. You go. All right. So let's 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 review. Right. You got Mandalorian in your Beskar. You know, it's the name of the show, so he he, he can have a rerun. In a in a newer outfit, got a sweet uh, um, material cape, fabric cape. Death Trooper, what are you doing? Like the um, Dark Trooper. Like like if you want to have a, a baddie trooper, don't don't you think Dark Troopers are more uh, appropriate deal? Definitely. For Mando, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. They should be saving that for the um the Rogue One retro series with uh with fabric caped Mando, don't you think, Emily? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I would have gone with I I, I would have wanted a Luke Jedi, but. People in the chat are going to just say, oh, use your Return of the Jedi one, so whatever. But um, I definitely would have made that a Dark Trooper. Um, Ahsoka, banging, got to have her. Um, Someone did complain that her lightsabers weren't telescoping, but I pointed out to them on Twitter is that this series is set after Return of the Jedi, so you should have Return of the Jedi level weapons and fabric cape not vinyl cape Mm. do you like my thinking Corey? really Mm -hmm. thought that out um bo-katan awesome uh boba fett actually with both those bit of a tragedy we're not getting a removable helmet action you know it's it's do they ever do those yeah well power of the force um had stormtrooper luke stormtrooper removable helmet and then in the normal range there was boosh with removable helmet and Lando with removable helmet. Oh, that'd so, be too much effort for them. Way too much. But ignoring Luke Jedi, I, I would have swapped the armorer, who's last season's news, um, Still. For, for for Cobb Vance. To switch out the switch out the Death Trooper for Cobb Vance. Yeah, definitely. Or switch out would... Bo-Katan for Cobb Vance. Or switch out anybody for Cobb Vance, and I'd be happy. But the armor is awesome. 
she had awesome scenes and also i just got the hot toys from her oh, and yeah. i mean i i'm not gonna swear but in my head it's swear words because it is such a good figure that's awesome and the cape um, is like uh, soft goods so it's actually like fur i mean obviously not real fur but fake fur, but oh it's still good does that have a, uh, a head sculpt or it's just a helmet? No, it's just the helmet because I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, she never no takes sculpt. off the helmet. That's right. I forgot my own cannon. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Why isn't that updating on my screen? Because it comes with uh, the tools. Yeah, she has a hammer and like tongs and a thing. And it also, I haven't, I, I have a lot of hot toys. I don't have any that have this, which it has this, um, it has like a like really solid cardboard backdrop that like it's like a trifold of the oh. armory. Oh, it's got a display. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I I did notice they're starting to do those because I think the Luke that's coming out has a big display from when he's fighting the uh, the dark troopers. So that's cool that they're starting to do that. Oh, and it's an exclusive. That's why. That yeah, sense. it was the um like yeah, it was the Toy Fair one. So they were only selling it for like a certain amount of time or something. Oh, but, that's cool. Oh man, man that that's good. That fur on the back is pretty sweet. That is great. Is there, like is there a Cobb Vanth Hot Toys? They announced one. They showed a little bit of a preview image, but so far they haven't shown a head sculpt, just the helmet. And if it's just the helmet, and, and I, I'm not going to buy that. But if they do like an unhelmeted head and they manage to capture Timothy Oliphant's handsome, handsome face, that is an instant sale for me. Yeah, I feel like that's that's going to be a figure that they're going to, which it, it should come out, but I feel like that's one that's not. Because I feel it, like it's going to be Poe Dameron. It's getting, yeah. It's never going to happen. That was a shame. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks because like, I feel like. The Cobb Vans without a with a removable helmet would sell very well. It doesn't yeah, it's just do like do two head sculpts, like do a helmet sculpt and a and a yeah. face sculpt and they okay, they do that with other figures because removable helmet with hot toys, it's not generally yeah. the way they go. But right. Yeah, two head yeah, the head sculpt and the helmet would yeah. be I would think, be nice. I think they just have a problem with very, very handsome people, and that's why we never got Poe. Look at the Hasbro <laughs> pros that true. are all awful. Yeah. Yeah, um, Funko at least coming out with the uh, with the Cobb van soon. I think they've been the only company to to really make anything Cobb van so far. I might have to buy a Funko again then. <laughs> That's right. I, I haven't bought one in like two years. That's how they reel you in. Um, one thing, Devesh, uh, we we're going to talk about real quick that uh, Carl Weathers said. I think Mandalorian starts filming today. He starts on the season. Yeah, three. well, he starts his episode now. Yeah, today. but um, Corey, I know uh, you sent me a text about it that um I've been hearing about elsewhere. But there's a a three month strike about to hit Hollywood. Tell us what you know, Corey, with your show business report. Yeah, so, uh, so on Monday, uh, the Hollywood strike that's going to be for for a lot of the crew is going to go into effect if if a deal is not made. Um, with the respective uh, unions and whatnot, uh, because you know we talked about this before, but working conditions are really bad on set uh, for numerous reasons. So they're trying to strike a deal with um, all the different unions and whatnot, but unfortunately they haven't reached anything. And so on Monday, uh, a strike will go into effect. 
that could last about 90 days. Um, so productions such as like Mandalorian season three and really anything that's filming right now across the board would be put on hold uh, for about three months. So that's all. That's a that's a big rumor right now. Like the strike is definitely happening, but the, the rumor is that it's going to be 90 days. Um, now, I don't know if that means that if they reach a conclusion or a deal at some point that that 90 day hold will lift or if it's a fixed amount of time. I don't know. Oh, no. If you reach a conclusion, the strike ends. You don't just keep striking. Right. Well, but I don't know if it's like if production schedules are going to have to change at that point. And like, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I don't think it'll last as long as people think it's good. I think they will come to a, a deal quite soon. Um, but if not, then yeah, it's going to be three months, which again, totally fair. Like everything that the crew crews on different productions are pushing for is completely fair and valid. It, it's about time, honestly, that they, they, that the deals are made and, and, you know, better wages and working schedules are um, created for them and whatnot. But yeah, uh, it's definitely going to put stuff on hold that's in production. Post-production stuff probably won't be affected. So anything that's like Andor and Kenobi and, and all that should be fine. But uh, I have a feeling that usually when one union strikes, another will as well. So if conditions well, are... Yeah. I, I think it's like a conglomerate of mega unions. I think it's like a whole is, bunch is, of yeah. mini unions. Now, times like this with issues, you know, people trying to, you know, live up to the the, the 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 rising cost of living and they've got families to feed mortgages to pay mm -hmm. uh cats to pat you know so um we feel for them but but at times like this most importantly we have to think about us <laughs> make the bloody space show <laughs> make I, it i disavow this comment <laughs> <laughs> The, the views of Steel Saunders do not represent the views of all the guests of the Steel War show. Well, this is honestly like your worst take. And you have some pretty bad takes. I love you. I had to cut off her. I had to cut off Aubrey saying that she loves me. Um, um, yes. All right, then. Fine. Well, so this is a good point. So, yeah, VFX artists are not unionized at all. So that's why a lot of post-production stuff for the VFX side of things will not be affected at all. Um, I think that's editing is by the way, they need oh, to yeah, it's messed unionize. Up. It's messed up. It's, it's really like, that's a whole other separate issue that needs to be worked out for them as well. Um, but then I do believe editing is affected and that's something obviously for post-production stuff that could hit a bit. I don't, I don't kind know. Of important. It's very important. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see uh, what happens with that. All right. Well, hopefully for the, the good of everyone, Mainly me, but also like these gaffers families and all that. I, I hope they're all sitting up there. All the executives are sitting up at Hollywood Tower and, and, and one of them concludes the meeting just by a simple... This is a battle I do not think that we can win. And um, we, can, we can start refilming my show for me. For me. All right? Hey, Emily, if you don't like my attitude, don't watch the show, mate. <laughs> is Emily frozen yeah. or has she just been stunned? Has <laughs> she frozen. left? No, no, it's frozen. Yeah, it's frozen. Emily, are you alive? She's left. I think, I think, she's, I think she's gone on strike. 
<laughs> the Steel Wars strike. That's right. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But what, what do you want to come out the most right now? What do you like? I need this. I need this to come out right now. Um. Well, book a Boba Fett because it's next. Right. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. let's get it going. And but I am um. I'm piping hot for some Kenobi. Yeah. I gotta tell you. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. Who isn't right? <laughs> I just um, I'm looking forward to seeing Obi Wan Kenobi again. I I am looking forward to seeing Obi Wan Kenobi as well, very much so. You know whether he's yeah, I know stroll on the streets of Tatooine or up in yeah, space. Yeah. Happy to see. Happy to see him. Oh, where is is Emily has gone on strike? She's left. <laughs> she just gone. Oh my, uh, oh my stars. Um, oh, did you hear about uh, Book of Boba not having... So originally Hawkeye was going to kind of uh, hit... The finale was going to be on the same day that the first episode for Boba is released. But now they're releasing two Hawkeye episodes on the first day for the premiere. So it will not um, ah. disturb Book of Boba at all. So it will conclude before Christmas. Yeah, that's good because I don't want to watch Christmas stuff after Christmas. That's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, like I feel like a bit of a like. No offense, everyone, but I feel like I'm living in the past. Like, do you know what I mean? I should be watching movies about 2022 or something by then. <laughs> um. All right, let's end with this. And Ming Na Wen is in Mexico filming Glitter and Doom. And she just did a fun little promo for the book of Boba Fett and Disney Plus. And it looks like she's got a bloody, like a nuclear grade level setup here. I was about to say, that's quite the setup. That case, it, um, it is a, it's some special Disney live streaming setup she's been shipped. Um, Emily Lynn, sorry, my Wi Fi crashed. The finish strike. And then, and then she, and the next message just, was one word just said scab. So I don't know what that's about. Scab. Yeah. <laughs> scab means scab means when somebody replaces uh like so all the industry people that are gonna go on strike. I know what it means. She didn't oh, actually you, write oh, it. I know what it means. She didn't oh. write it. She didn't write scab. <laughs> all right, carry on. I was like, how do you not know what that means? <laughs> It was covered in an early episode of The Simpsons. Of course I know what it means. <laughs> um, but one would um, ascertain that she's filming uh, a sweet little promo for Disney Plus Day, Corey, which yes. I believe is, is November 12th. November 12th. We're, we're like about a month away now, yeah. Um. Give us two secs. I'll get rid of this screen. What do you think about Emily just leaving like that? The only way you can get people to make deals is by striking. So, what? Do, you you were offended when she said "yikes," so yeah, it was not <laughs> not offended. Do you want me to tell you what else she said? Yes, please continue. Well. Um, oh, Emily's back. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'll have to, I'll tell you after the show. Sorry, everyone. 
Um, stupid Wi-Fi, sure. I thought you went on strike, Emily. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm striking for better working conditions. Um, better better streaming conditions. Because yeah. now you're like you're you're like up to your chin. Okay. In, um... Well, I was like messing with my laptop to try to get Oh my... wait, there you go. I'll, I'll oh. put you back up there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um I actually was shocked I could do that on live stream. That's or stream yard, that's excellent. Um so we've got to be getting this book of Boba Fett trailer. It's 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 without question, Corey. Just um, it, yeah. Do you think do we think we're gonna get any whispers or anything else? Are they gonna go on the spray? Is, is Kathleen just gonna do a five hour energy before the presentation <laughs> and just like reel off 18 new projects? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What do you what do you think, Lindo? Corey's Corey's blocking me. He's um needs to do more classes at the groundlings. We have a lot of projects like already that are upcoming. So I don't know if we're gonna get anything like new announcements of like new like things we don't already know about. But we right. might get I feel like we're gonna get more info on some stuff that we already remember, know is happening. Remember Lando Carizian? Here's its graphic again. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't heard about that one in a while. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that show. I well, and also they might delay some of those announcements now because of the strike too. Because I know everything's been been nah, pushed back. I, what's uh, what's uh, I, what's I, going on with that the droid story cartoon? Oh, the droid story. Yeah, is that supposed to come out this year? I thought it was, but yeah, I thought so too. I can't imagine that it is now since we haven't heard anything. <laughs> they never acknowledged that afterwards. <laughs> Just um, it's just in the uh, on the shelf with the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Status. Yeah, I. That's a yeah, yeah. But is it like are they going? Are they doing like I don't really understand what Disney Plus Day is. Like for me, it's just like a time to appreciate my family and friends. (laughs) The real meaning of Disney Plus Day. Yeah, just (laughs) it's too commercialized now. I don't. So I thought I had an understanding of what it was. Sorry. Corey, what happened to you? What do you mean? I thought you were like halfway through a sentence and then you just stopped. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, There's a... The Disney Plus, I'm quite confused about it too because I thought it was going to be the uh, like another live stream type thing, but now I don't know. Um Typing it in, Disney. I'm reading it right now, but last day. All right, Forbes. What you need to know. Okay. And it's not the guy from Forbes that makes everyone angry. So calm down. Um, it's Megan Dubois, or Dubois, which is an excellent surname. Um, Walt Disney Company recently announced a new initiative called Disney Plus Day, which will take place November 12th. The Synergy event. Ugh. <laughs> That's the perfect response. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I just want to zoom up. I've got I've got a replay of this with um on, on the, I can do replays now. There we go. There she is. Um, <laughs> the Synergy event. 
Oh, interesting. We'll be across all dimensions of the con- company and allow Disney Plus subscribers to be among the first to see new content. New content from brands like Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. Disney Plus subscribers will also be privy. Bloody hell. I love being privy. Uh, to a special presentation on the streaming platform, which will showcase sneak peeks of what's coming next. Um, and Disney Plus Day, November 12th. That's, of course, the two-year anniversary of the streaming service. That means it's Gro- Grogu's birthday, which yeah. is good. Yoju, if you will. Um, they, they're going to have to announce things like before. it. I, I would imagine closer to the date, they'll explain more about what it is. Because, it, yeah, it's... I, I know there's going to be a bunch of announcements that day. I just don't know how they're going to release them. Is it going to be a live stream like they did last year? Is it going to be just StarWars.com? Is it going to be like a, like a Disney Plus special? Yeah, they don't. They're not. All they say is like there's going to be a bunch of announcements, and that's it. So, so, so you're saying there will be new announcements? Yeah. Interesting, because this just reads like they're going to go. We've been like it's more like consolidating, showing little bits of extra stuff but. i feel those announcements might be more along the lines of the two turner and hooch series type announcements than the type of announcements that we want I, yeah i think um i think they're going to talk a little bit about what the release schedule looks like next year so i think mm-hmm. I, I could see them talking about how oh after book of boba our schedule is like Kenobi or whatever is, you know, whatever they're going to do. I think that's going to be the big thing of that day is getting an idea of what's like, what the schedule is. Okay. Well, okay, now, well sorry, uh, sorry, Emily. No, I'm just going to say now to preface this, Corey, because you know things that I don't want to know, I do not want you to react to this anyway. Okay. But November 12th, Disney plus date is two. Wait, 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 We've now we've got to see. Make sure Corey does not react. Disney Plus Day is two days after my birthday. There could be no better announcement for me than friggin' here's Ben Mendelsohn is going to be in Andor. That's that is that is the birthday present that I want from Disney Plus. I've given them a lot of money. They could give me this. That's just what I'm saying. Thank you, Corey, for not reacting. I feel like. I'm watching someone lose on World <laughs> Series of Poker. <laughs> you've just looked at the cards and you've gone, oh, I'm done. This is it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I've lost the house. I, I'm starting to train myself on not reacting to things now. So I, I feel like I got it. <laughs> so when they show the um, Book of Boba Fett trailer, are you going to do one of your patented... Uh, non-reaction videos just <laughs> you right. looking stone-faced Stone for three minutes I'm sorry yeah probably so it's um <laughs> Aubrey will be next to you going oh my god it's Bosk and you'll be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's usually me when I watch stuff when it's the camera's not on my face so yeah that's, that's about right Hey, we'll wrap it up, but we'll do that. I've got an amazing bit of Star Wars, Steel Wars trivia that I that I will. I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show, but um, Emily Lind, 
It's been a joy to have you as our guest, Corey. And uh, Corey, it's been a delight to have you as our guest, Emily Lind. So um, it's been a good time. You've just uploaded a new episode of one of my favorite podcasts, the Canto Bite Dispatch. Tell the kids about it. Yeah, uh, me and my friend Brittany Brown, who actually met through Steel Show, do a podcast where we sometimes talk about Star Wars and more often right now talk about Ted Lasso and the Great British Bake Off. And we just have a lot of fun and try not to take Star Wars too seriously. And you can find that anywhere you find podcasts. And you can also find it on Twitter at CantoBitePod. Excellent. And um, I, too, try not to take Star Wars too seriously. Doesn't always work out. Does not always work out. Um, actually, that was me trying to open a Star Wars advent calendar. So, um, <laughs> start with that. <laughs> I've forgotten what the clip was actually from. <laughs> so, it's uh, what date is it? October 14th. It's getting close to Christmas again. And I think that is when we will see the rematch of the century <laughs> steel versus cardboard. Or you can, or there's always this one that I've got the clip of. This will be the rematch of the century. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Great dialogue. They've, they've outdone I just themselves. made the connection as to why you made that clip. When you showed it to me last time, I was like, I don't get it. And now I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it makes more sense. <laughs> That makes way more sense. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Thank you for that guest, Emily. That was fantastic. That's exactly what Emily would have said. That's right. Uh, Corey, uh, where can um, we find you? Yeah. Um, you can find me at the Convore Call, uh, doing another stream tomorrow, talking about everything I talked about here. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Um, you can follow me at core underscore wolfpack on Twitter and Instagram and convoy call on Twitter and Instagram as well. So excellent. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot to plug this. Oh, my stars Friday night, tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. West, 10 p.m. East, premiering for everyone on um, YouTube. A, uh, a non-Patreon, everyone-can-watch edition of Star Wars Year by Podcast with me and Hawes talking about the uh, all the Star Wars news of the end of 1984. And it's a hell of a good time. And uh, you'll be able to watch it, of course, on delay or listen to it on the podcast after this. But if you're not doing anything tomorrow night, get in that chat and um, obey the algorithm. Thanks, for everyone, for... Um, chatting along and uh giving the little thumbs up and all that retweets on twitter so here's my little like star wars factoid right i'm just at home one day just minding my own business and this i get this a, a weird phone number ring me right international phone number and i answer i kid you not it was fall on wanting to know if I can get him in contact with Dave Filoni to get back into the, like, 
to get into the Mandalorian. <laughs> no way. Like it was fall on from the Empire Strikes Back. His his name is eluding me now, and it I I think it's kind of funny. I just call him fall on. But um, <laughs> really nice guy, older British dude. But um, yeah, I said I um, I don't have those type. Of I'll talk to him tonight. <laughs> I have to follow up. I have to follow up. You're gonna because I had a similar experience with somebody who was a voice actor on Clone Wars. I got a random DM from her, and she was like, "Hey, do you think you could talk to Dave to get me into Rebels?" And I responded, and I was like, "You're talking to the wrong person. Like, I I don't even I, I don't know." So that's that is hilarious. Was it was it, was it Lucy Wallace? And it was, an, it, was, it was another role ruined by the fans. Uh, Excellent. Um, thank you guys so much. Thanks, everyone. Come hang out uh, tomorrow night for me and Hawes talking Return of the Jedi, Ewoks, Terminator. It is... Um, oh, and we watched this footage of this plane crashing with all these, like, crash test dummies. It's, it's fantastic. It, it's some great content trust me um thank you guys so much have a great weekend and uh may that force be with you sunday monday cory days tuesday wednesday cory days cory day what a day for youtube this content is out scoop along with me those cory days we didn't talk in the show about Kamal's Kamali's uh, chest here. Or his um, weird new chin. Dude, how can you look at the chin with that chest? Look at that vein. It looks like he, he, he smells what the rock is cooking. It's ready to go. It's incredible. Is that what you look like, topless, Corey? Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Or is it, is, it more, is it more like this? I had a really good response and I checked myself. Um, yeah, it's definitely out of that. It's, it's like a Wiener Herzog, whatever he looks like. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.